Hello, and welcome to this latest episode of Become a Competent Biblical Counselor. I'm Dr. Dave Jones, and today's episode is entitled Instant in Season and Out of Season. And the scripture reference I want to use today is found in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 2 through 5. And it says, Preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season, correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. This is something that is very, very important in biblical counseling, to be instant in season and out of season. We're going to study that this morning or make comment on that this morning with what that really means. Let me give you an idea of how the counseling session or how the counseling involvement really starts. Usually women that are having issues and problems and things that they want to discuss find a way to do that before asking for counseling. They'll talk to their friends. They'll talk to their neighbors, people at work, whatever, their family members. And the point is they actually talk to the point to where they really get nowhere. And then they decide over a relatively short period of time that they need to talk with someone. So they set up an appointment and the process begins. Men, however, are totally different. We take a long time in acknowledging the fact that we have a problem. In fact, if there's a hint that there is a problem, whether it's in our marriage or raising our children or in our job or, or in our lives or whatever, we'll fix it. That's what we do. We fix things. And after a while, maybe things are not working out the way that we thought that they should work. And so we maybe we'll read some books. Maybe we'll go on the internet to try to find some help. But we're not going to readily admit the fact, as quickly as women, that there's a problem. They need to talk to somebody. We're just too proud to do that. We're just too indoctrinated in the fact that if I admit that I have a problem, I'm a fixer. Why can't I fix this? I must be failing. So the process begins. Finally, after who knows how long, a man will finally get to the point of saying, you know what, I need some help. Okay, that's a nice summarization. But now what do you do? Now the man says, well, okay, I need help, but who do I talk to? And what do I say? How do I act? Um, what is this all about? How much is this going to cost? And so they finally find someone that they think they might be comfortable in talking with. Keep in mind, and during this process with the women and the men, is it not reasonable to assume that the Holy Spirit is placing upon the lives of these people that there's some kind of change that must be made in their lives, and the Holy Spirit is convicting them to talk with someone? I mean, you've got all kinds of suggestions and examples and platitudes and commands with respect to that is exactly what the Holy Spirit is doing. That's exactly what we as Christians ought to be sensitive to is the leading and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And this interaction in and of itself is very strange to a lot of people, especially those that are hurting, desperately hurting or desperate and trying to find a solution to the problem that is existing in their lives. What do they do? Who do they talk to? What do they say? How long is this going to take? How much is this going to cost? Problem upon problem upon problem. So finally you come to the point to where both of these people, man and a woman, individually of course, have found someone they want to talk to. So they call 
the pastor on the phone. This actually happened to somebody that I know in, in a very large mega church. They were members of this church. And so a man called the church, spoke to the church secretary, and asked if he could speak with the pastor. Got the pastor on the phone, and he says, I'd like to see if I can set up an appointment with you to come in and talk about some issues that I have in my life. And the pastor said, you know what? He says, let me check my schedule, and I'll get right back to you. So, fine. A couple hours passed, and pastor didn't call back. The whole day passed. Pastor didn't call back. Finally, the pastor did make a phone call, but it was to a counselor. And he told the counselor, he says, look, I've got someone in the church, a man who wants to come and have some counseling, but my schedule is totally, totally filled up. Can you take this for me? And the counselor said, well, wait a minute, pastor. And thank God for this, that this counselor was a biblical counselor. The counselor says, pastor, um, you know, the most important person in a counseling situation is the Holy Spirit. And... I think possibly you should reconsider the fact that possibly the Holy Spirit has convicted this person to talk with you, and I think you should really reconsider that. And Pastor, I'd be glad to come and sit with you during this session, but I think this is something that you need to take care of. And that counselor was so correct. This pastor, for some reason that he had determined, was too busy to help someone that the Holy Spirit may have led him to speak to this person, and he was going to give it to someone else. Too many times we find situations like this where people get to the point of desperation and they call various other Christian counselors or psychologists or whatever, and you find out that sometimes they don't answer. Sometimes when you leave or a message on their answer service that you're seeking some help, would you please call back, and they don't. Or when they do answer the phone, the first question that they ask is, well, what kind of insurance do you have? And then the second question or comment is that, well, we're pretty busy right now. We can see you in about three weeks. None of that is going to be helpful to someone who needs help now. I had a lady not too long ago that called me on a Sunday afternoon. She says, Dr. Jones, I've been referred to you by somebody in my church. I said, well, that's good. What can I help you with? I'm so frustrated to begin with, I have been spending the last three days calling all over the city and the county and the state to try to find someone that I can talk to. She says, can you help me? I said, well, first of all, are you surprised that I answered the phone on a Sunday afternoon? She says, yes. I said, what are you doing now? She says, well, I'm just trying to find somebody that I can talk to. I said, let's talk. And she says, really? You're going to talk to me on a Sunday afternoon? I said, you need help, don't you? She says, I would just like to talk to somebody. I said, let's do it. Let's do it. Now, I'm sitting at home, and I'm the example that I want to give you today to be instant, in season, and out of season. But let's go on. Another lady had, uh, her father was in the hospital, and, and the lady was a member of a very large church up in Pennsylvania, and her father had just been admitted to the hospital and his prognosis was not very good. So the lady called her pastor and asked the pastor, would he please go to the hospital and talk to her father, who was a non-Christian, but who might be receptive to hearing about the Word of God and hearing about what his everlasting life opportunities might be. And their pastor says, I'm sorry, but I'm in the Christmas play tonight, and I've got one of the lead roles. I, I can't do it tonight. 
And the lady reluctantly said, okay. The next day, the father died. Could not there have been an opportunity for someone else in that church to take the role of a pastor in the Christmas ceremony so the pastor could go and explain salvation to this dying man in the hospital? What was so difficult about that? Obviously, there were priorities that could not be broken. We as confident biblical counselors have to see life from the other person's point of view. We are not the most important person in this scenario. We are not the ones who are so heavenly gifted that we have the answers and we can determine when we are going to help people and when we're not. Aren't we glad that we don't have a God that's like that? Aren't we glad that we don't have a God that, that hears our prayers only to say, well, I hear your prayer, but I'm kind of busy right now. But the Bible says in Second Timothy that we are to be ready in season and out of season, whether it's comfortable or not, whether it's convenient or not, whether we're ready or not, we have to be instant in season and out of season. There is no specific time when we counsel people. When the Holy Spirit leads people to us, we must be ready now. Understand this too. I hasten to say this. You know that there are certain verses that you're very comfortable with. You know that when you talk with somebody, you care about what they're going through, and that comes across because you are a biblical counselor. You see life from their point of view. The way that you would counsel somebody is totally different from the way that I counsel somebody because we are using a scripture. You might use different scriptures than what I use, but you're still using biblical resources to help these people in their time of need. One final example involves me. Back to when I got out of the service, I had those issues with PTSD, and I went to my pastor and told my pastor, I said, I'm really having some problems with my thoughts, and, I, and, I, and I'm getting anxious, and I don't know how to handle this. And so he says, well, let's pray about it. So I'm thinking, pray about it? I have been praying about it. Uh, but maybe his prayers are better than mine. Maybe he uses different words than I use. And okay, fine. So we prayed about it and I got up and I walked out to my car and I thought, well, I don't see much difference in that. So anyway, I waited a week or so and I was still struggling. And uh, I called the chairman of our deacon board and uh, he agreed to meet with me. And so I'm telling him the same thing I told the pastor. And he says, uh, Dave, let's uh, let's pray about it. <laughs> I said, okay, so here we go. We prayed about it. And um, that was it. Neither one of them told me what to do, what not to do. Neither one of them gave me any hope or encouragement. They just kept saying, well, just pray about it. Just keep praying about it, and, and someday you'll get your answer. Well, I needed hope. I needed encouragement. I wasn't getting it. And uh, so the process went on, but finally... God got the victory in that. The situa situation we're trying to make now with respect to 2 Timothy 4.2, where it says very clearly, preach the word. The first thing that you do in biblical counseling is be ready to preach the word. Preach the word is the fact that you're going to use the Bible. Whatever the Bible has to say with respect to this particular situation, that's where you start. Be prepared in season and out of season. I don't care if somebody calls me at 2.30 in the morning. 
I'm answering the phone. And I get phone calls from all over the country because I'm listed in Psychology Today magazine where people have access to my information. And people are desperate. People are hurting. They need help now. And if they have to call somebody clear across the country, hopefully it's at least it's an action step that they're taking. It's something that they're trying and just maybe they can leave a message and I'll get back to them. No, I'll answer the phone and I scare a lot of people. They're not expecting early in the morning somebody to say, how can I help you? And then the, the verse goes on to say, correct. In an earlier episode, I talked about biblical counselors being direct. And what I mean by being direct, you have to tell people, you know, what you're doing is wrong. What you're doing is incorrect. What you're doing is a sin. That's what the correction is. You have that right to correct people, to rebuke people and encourage people with great patience and careful instruction. What you're really doing, you're showing the person that you hear what they're saying. You're showing that person that you understand that they're desperate, that they need help, they need encouragement. You're really communicating to them as well that you're in this with them. You've got to give them hope that all they need to do is just for this particular moment get over this hurdle and to know that you care and that you're in the trenches with them does a tremendous, tremendous amount of help to somebody who's hurting now. You have to constantly see life from their point of view and to the point where you could say, you know what, let me help you right now. And if I can get you to where you're going to rely upon God from right now, how about we talk further tomorrow morning and I will call you tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock and we can just continue going on with this. What a tremendous amount of hope and encouragement that you've just given somebody because you answered the phone and you're ready to do something now. And then the very next day, you'd better call them at 10 o'clock because you're the one that said that you would. Call them and they stay with them and guide and direct them, walk with them because that's what they need, somebody who really cares. That's what it means about being instant in season and out of season. And carry with you the idea that the Holy Spirit has led this person to you and the Holy Spirit has prepared you for listening to what the Holy Spirit wants you to tell and be for and with this person. I hope this helps today with understanding the fact that it's not about you. It's not about your schedule. If somebody calls you and needs help, give it to them now. Be instant in season and out of season. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you on our next episode. Have a great day.